Silverstone is fast corners. Mercedes is good in fast corners. And it's very smooth. We've noticed this because we've been absolutely rinsing it on the F1 game. Have you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same. Yeah, that's Um, what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it is race week. All right. Silverstone British Grand Prix. And to celebrate, we are bringing you probably our most special episode ever yeah i think by now the people probably know who it is yeah it says it in the title yeah (laughs) guys we had a world champion on our podcast the one and only jensen button jensen button and i have no idea how we did it we got very lucky sky sports f1 sorted us right out got us the time with jensen yeah so grateful for that we really hope you enjoy the podcast with him we want to give you a very quick overview because we know we have some new fans listening as well so i thought we'd just give you some of jensen's stats so you know the person we are talking to this is a formula one world champion this guy is like the best of the best yeah fab watched him when he was younger what else do you know about jensen button uh well he won the title in 2009 yeah braun with braun he moved to many teams he was lewis hamilton's teammate at one point yeah physicello's teammate barry kello mate look at this we are flying out this fernando alonso yeah did he actually teammate fernando alonso i think so yeah that is ledge yeah if that's wrong he's a a pretty special guy man i could actually can't believe we got jensen button it's it's madness 309 races in formula one 15 race wins Eight pole positions. Guess how many podiums? Oh, I don't know. 30? You reckon Jensen Button had 30 podiums? No I'll idea. give you multiple choice. 30, 40, or 50? Oh, I was close then. Yeah, it could be 30. Yeah, I'm going to go with 30. <laughs> okay, it's 50. Uh, but yeah, wow. today's episode... Impressive though. Very impressive. <laughs> today's episode is with the one and only Jensen Button. We wish it was a little bit longer. Jensen was really busy, but I will say thanks so much to him for coming on the podcast because he's come over from America. He's got a mad busy week. He, he went was straight a great sport, wasn't he? Yeah, he went straight out after and he was going around London with his wife. You know, they were exploring. So yeah, we're just grateful we got this time with him. So enjoy the podcast. And we'll be back after to give you our predictions. This is crazy. We will. Roll the music. Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have the special guest you have been waiting for. Wow. It's a pretty big one. This is a big one. (laughs) We have got a world champion sat in front of us. That is a serious statement. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jensen Button. Woohoo! Thank you very much. That was a round of applause. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, the lot. World champion. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. That is an unbelievable thing to be able to say. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big moment for us to be sat opposite someone like yourself. I, just to say, I grew up as a kid watching you and my dad. So oh, really? to now, Yeah. So to now be sat here across the table from you is pretty weird. It's funny, actually, when I, if somebody notices me, notices me in the paddock, normally it's, oh, by the way, my dad is a big fan of yours. It's like, <laughs> now, now I feel really old. Yeah. Well, I'm 26 and I was probably like 10, 10 years old and I used to watch you on the TV. Okay, cool. So yeah, it's kind of a weird scenario, but I'm just rolling <laughs> with it right now. But how are you, man? Good? I'm good, thank you. It's, uh, it's been a busy, it always is really busy leading up to the British Grand Prix. Um, mostly just for the drivers, but for me, I, I, I make sure that this is a busy time for me because I'm not in the UK very often. So Do you live I in Monaco? Of, no, I live in uh, LA. 
Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, I so love this LA. is, this is a long cool. way from home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so I've been at Goodwood for four days driving fast cars. Yeah, we saw you. You walked past us and we were going to come over, but we were like, no, he's busy. Yeah, You're in your race suit. Like, who? What? <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you do? <laughs> uh, but now I know. Um, but uh, yeah, I was there for four days. And yesterday I was at Wimbledon, which was quite fun with yeah. Rolex, which is lovely. Nice. And uh, I hope they sorted you out a nice watch or anything. Yeah, they yeah. did actually. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, what are we doing wrong here? We're missing out. I'm actually wearing my this is this i bought this in 2000 so oh, wow i sorted this out for myself so it's 22 years old it's my gift to me when i got into formula one it's wow. funny we, we said this to ourselves like two days ago we're like as soon as pit stops like really making we're gonna just go out and buy ourselves a couple of rolex <laughs> get some rollies <laughs> that's buddy. where we're gonna spend the money apparently they, they don't go down in value so no yeah. it seems that the moment you can buy one that's the thing you just can't buy anything at the moment no. any luxury goods you cannot buy um, even if you offer stupid money. So good luck to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jensen. We need to get a few more ads on the podcast, but we'll get there one yeah, day. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> we're very open with our audience. We've got to do what we've got to do. You have yeah, to. Yeah. Totally agree. So you're going to be at Silverstone this weekend. I guess, are you essentially a Sky's like, expert analyst now? Is that what you... That's what they call me, but I don't know about that. No. You know, I, I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. And then it gets too technical and I have to head it, hand it over to like Ted Kravitz <laughs> or Karun Chandok. For some reason, Karun Chandok, I think he lives in a Formula One car. Yeah. Because uh, he knows everything. Uh, it's very impressive. But no, I definitely understand the, the, um, the mindset of a racing driver, what they're going through uh, and, and how that dynamic is with, with working with a team and the engineering mm. and, and mechanics and stuff. So I love that aspect of it. And I love... Um, you know, interviewing the drivers straight after the race. I've, I've been lucky enough to do that quite a few times now. And you see that raw emotion there. Yeah. Before they've had time to relax and think about what they're supposed to say, mm. they say what just comes into their head. Which oh, that's I a like. good tactic, actually. You can yeah. get like some some bits out I know. of it which you wouldn't before. And also because I'm asking the question, I've raced with most of them, so they're, they're a little bit more relaxed. And then you hit them with a hard question. <laughs> so no, it's, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. That's one That's thing great. we were thinking though, when you were racing, did you ever imagine yourself being like the presenter or then interviewing people after? Did you ever think you'd do this with your No, career? I didn't actually. Um, and to be fair, um, I didn't think I'd enjoy it. You know, I was like, why would I want to be in F1 if I'm not doing the driving part? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I worked with a really cool group of people yeah. um, in Sky and uh, it's it's pushing myself to do something that I'm uncomfortable with doing which is being in front of the camera asking questions I find it 10 times harder than answering them yeah um, it's it's initially the first year I did it I remember saying to my missus I said, I'm doing the post race questions to the drivers live to the world uh, it's not just on Sky Sports F1 that one's to the world it's the yeah. world feed mm. I said what if I mess up she said what if you mess up? So what's the worst that's going to happen? That's so it's funny like, hearing that from you, like being in a race, being a driver, trying yeah. to win, and you're getting nervous about asking questions. Well, because it's the other way around. It's, yeah. uh, you need to, you know, you need to ask the good questions um, and you, that you know you're going to get a good answer from. So my missus was just like, what, so what? She said, just, just go with it. I was mm. like, yeah, you're right, actually. What is the worst that can happen? And ever since then, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I work with some great people. Lays and bees, good. Uh, really good and uh, when I've done commentary I've been with Croft the Croft Croftmeister, Croftmeister in, in the box yeah. um, which is, has been a lot of fun so no great group of people and um, really enjoying the, the challenge of it really it's really nice I mean there's so many they've got so many new presenters now for Sky and just F1 in general but you still need to have like the, the recognisable names and faces like I think if you got rid of Brundle it just wouldn't be F1 anymore like he needs to do those, those grid walks yeah I can't imagine doing those grid walks no, I, I mean, I, I would hate getting someone's name wrong. 
and, and Martin's definitely done that. I does it so much, it's but that's the, that's the best when part you really about it. Isn't it? Talk and they yeah. don't talk. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. But yeah, he got. I think it was Venus and Serena. He got around the wrong way. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, and I think some of that might be my fault, actually. Oh but, no! Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I do love that. I love that the grid walk. But um, no, it's a it's a good group of people, and it's it's such a hectic weekend. There's so much going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so much talent in the sport. So many personalities uh and f1 is in a great place as you guys guys know at the moment that's kind of what we wanted to ask wouldn't it i mean it's the sport has changed so much recently um and i guess the drivers have as well how would you compare like the sport now to how it was when you first started in like the early 2000s uh i think i think um in in europe it's probably very similar you know the sport was was very big when i got into formula one it's sort of tailed off a little bit sort of seven or eight years into my career Mm. i think when michael left it left quite a big hole especially in germany Mm -hmm. for the sport but um it was pretty big when i first got into the sport but it was it was very tricky to break into formula one as a youngster so Mm. when i got in at 20 uh it uh it felt it was a real shock to the system that i got the opportunity to race in f1 i felt it was a weird feeling going out on track behind Michael Schumacher. I bet. It's the first thing, you know, how driving was that? out. We in, need yeah, exactly. I need to ask how that was. Because being new fans, yeah. we, we didn't have the chance to watch all the amazing races. We, yeah. we, we know the history. We hear about it. We see the clips. Incredible. But you've shared the track with Schumacher. Yeah, I, I drove out the pits in, in Melbourne, which is the first race in FP1, first practice. Drove out on the track behind him. Um, and I remember driving out feeling pretty emotional and then you, you, you heard the big V10 engine and then the, the rooster tail of, of leaves that had fallen off the trees it turned two coming out of the back of the Ferrari I was just like wow this wow. is just nuts That's as a 20 year old kid you know think of what a 20 year old kid normally is doing yeah, I, I'm yeah. racing in Formula yeah. 1 in Australia so, so no it was, a, it was a yeah it was a very special very special moment I suppose um, you have to just put all your emotions aside for that for those 50 60 laps or whatever you're doing because I think for me it would just get the better of me like yeah. if I was like oh shit yeah well I think is when you actually start driving you forget you forget the outside world which you have to otherwise yeah. there's too much going through your head you know you need to focus um, but no the difference is now um, I think you know obviously stateside the sport's really big um, everyone's got a phone everyone's got a camera on their phone so you are you're in the limelight i guess a lot more and mm. you can't really go anywhere as a racing driver and not get pictured they are like proper stars now i mean yeah. they were before anyway but yeah. now because you see them everywhere yeah we we definitely had more freedom as a driver i mean we could we could go to a nightclub and have fun mm. and not worry about getting pictured yeah we were out the other day in barcelona and there was a few drivers a that managed couple, to sneak into the club and they were partying yeah. and it was good to see they had their own section of it you like, want to yeah, be able to see that because at the end of the day everyone's a normal person they need to relax yeah. they need to switch off yeah it, it, it is a shame i mean i was at, at goodwood the weekend and you know it's it's full of racing people and yeah. they have a black tie ball on the saturday which uh, my missus was there and it was it was just lovely with friends but then you, you're a few drinks in and you're dancing the dance floor and someone comes over and asks for a picture and yeah. i find that kind of um just uncomfortable because I'm I'm not going to look my best. Yeah, <laughs> but you know you're there with your missus and you dance in a way, and it just kind yourself, of breaks yeah. the moment a little bit of, yeah, of having fun. So it's it's and I can imagine for drivers these days it's non-stop. So yeah, but you know what? I think a lot of them have embraced it. I think um, Drive to Survive has, has you know changed a lot of drivers' views of. Um, 
having a, ta- a camera shoved in your face. Mm. Uh, a lot of us didn't really like it before. It's like, I just, I'm here to race, you know, I just want to race and I'll do that bit because it's part of the job. Was that your mindset? Yeah, it was. It? And I would do the best I could in front of the camera um, mm. and, you know, be as polite as I could, but that's not the bit you love. You, yeah. you love the bit, um, you know, the driving part of it. And I yeah. think for me in my career, I went through a stage which was great the first year and I trusted everyone and all the journalists. And then when times get tough, they really kick you when you're down. It was like, oh, okay, I didn't didn't expect that. And they twist every single word. Oh, and man. There's only a few people like that in the sport, but it, it, it stops you from trusting anyone. And mm. I went through a period of not wanting to do any interviews and just saying the minimum I could, no emotion in it. Uh, and I, I really struggled to trust people from that point on. Mm. Until I started sort of being competitive and winning races, then I could be like, hang on, you were that guy that yeah. said that or yeah, did that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the the me, I'm winning now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I even had someone in my championship year say to me, because we had a couple of bad races, they said, do you actually want to win this championship? It's like, well, that's a pretty crap question, first yeah, of all. Why? How did you get in here? But yeah, thanks for that voter yeah. confidence. And it's just little things like that. But I think drivers are... Um, they're able to handle that a bit more now and they kind of have to with Drive to Survive the first season they're like I don't want to be doing this and then they see what recognition it gets it and, and do, how yeah. big their profiles got from it mm. they're like oh okay yeah. yeah, you guys can come to my house <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rick's like come and hang out with me on my farm and my sheep it's like really? I know uh, but it's, it's funny it's funny and then Max obviously is not into it at all but it's it's really interesting to see the different drivers' personalities and also yeah, how they look at say. it and whether they look at it as just want to have a profile or some of them I'm sure look at it as possible business opportunities, mm. um, bigger profile, bigger social media following um, means more cash, doesn't it? Really in the bank. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting to see how all the different drivers are on camera and, uh, and and how they're working with it. Absolutely, that's cool. Yeah, I think um, just from a viewer's perspective, it's nice to know their personality because then they're not just like i was related back to music because i do music and like back in the day before you had like uh social media you saw them on stage when they were playing and then that was it so they were like this godlike figure same with racing drivers i think if you grew up loving f1 they were like these untouchable guys who like you knew nothing about but now it's kind of opened it up so they're, they're like a relatable person in a way so i think it's good it's good for the sport yeah, I think it's diff- it's difficult to get new fans in. I think if you <clears throat> if your if your family were into F one, you'd watch it and you'd get mm. into it. And as you said, like these superheroes driving racing cars. Um, but it was very difficult for new people to understand the sport and to get into it because they didn't have they didn't really show their personalities or weren't able to. Yeah. But with with um, <clears throat> Drive to Survive, you definitely see the behind the scenes. Um, and you know some purists will say well there's certain bits that aren't real and the tire squeals different and commentary is not what it actually is on the race weekend and it's not but it's entertainment and mm, yeah. and it's been so good for the sport oh around. yeah amazing it's been for great the for the sport it's just hit the I think it's perfectly hit the audience of people that wanted to see something like that side of it like there's people who like certain things from the race like certain thick clips mm. highlights whatever but Drive Survive just gives you everything in one go that you want. Well, you <clears throat> you you can pick your driver, right? You can pick who. Well, that's it. You can pick who you like and their personality, and uh, and you just hope they're as good on the track as they are in their interviews and and uh, and their personality. But yeah, I think that was the the issue before is choosing a driver was very difficult. It's like, well, it's the quickest car. I want that guy to win because mm-hmm. he's in the quickest car. He's going to win. I've won. Wee. But um, with with you know with the way it is now, you have true personalities and you get behind that person. Um, you know, there has to be a, a balance still. You know, I love the action. I love that 
there's driver drivers fighting off track and all that but you still need the racing to be good and you can't change that yeah you know the, the you know we need to make sure that we're we're going to race circuits that are fun for the drivers that they get out the car they're, they're excited but also tracks that are, are good for overtaking uh, i think it's important for us to have a real balance of these city races that we're, we're putting more and more into the calendar and the old school tracks which yeah. the drivers love so there's no point having great off-track action and not having on-track action mm -hmm. so there has to be a good balance if you had the choice to have a season of like what drive survive is for your championship winning year would you want them to have filmed it if, uh, if you could have had that like kind of coverage back then and they would have just filmed everything going on caught every conversation would you want them to have done it there there are two ways of looking at it for me i would love to have had something that i could look back at and and look at the emotions that i went through and how tough it was and how great it was mm. um i would love to have that to show my kids yeah um but would i want would i have wanted a camera over my shoulder the whole time yeah no. you know i i think i i struggled through that season at certain points mentally when times got tough um and i needed the backing of the people around me which really helped uh but you know i i wouldn't have wanted a camera over my shoulder mm. the whole time you mm. know when i'm in the paddock now i i even because i'm not always there i forget uh, the drive to survivor there yeah so you just got to be a little bit careful you know you don't want to be swearing all the time because you look up and it's like oh there's a there's boom, a boom, boom mic my above head, yeah. my head and you know the you teams watch the, what you say yeah the teams yeah. and the drivers they get to take bits out i think if if they're a little <clears> bit aggressive whereas we don't yeah tv don't so if we say something it's in there <laughs> so you just got to be a little bit careful yeah. if, you know if george russell comes over and says hello walking out or something shaking hands with the driver you just got to be a little bit careful because you, you pretty much know everything you say within the paddock or pit lane is being recorded so mm. now i'm kind of kind of happy that that wasn't there my championship winning yeah. year it's really interesting to me what you just said about you struggling a bit with mental health during that time um because i feel like there is a lot of that that goes on in the sport so i'd love to hear it from your point of view i mean just an, as an example i think daniel ricardo could be suffering a bit of a mental game at the minute in terms of his performance or what's going on or whatever i think it must be really hard really stressful what are your views on that totally agree and um you never want to show it on camera um you know daniel's the most smiley person in the pit everyone lane. says that Big they yeah. say he's even better off camera than yeah. he is on like just well he great. is but i mean what's he like when he's in his room on his own i don't know i don't know what he's like i mean it, he's a good friend um but i yeah. still don't know what he's like when he's all, when he's sat on his own of course is yeah. he is he is he truly happy with the way things are going i'm sure he's not but uh uh, I I definitely went through a difficult time, and and I think as racing drivers we're too afraid to ask for help because you think of it as a weakness, and yeah. you don't want other drivers seeing your weaknesses. That's the whole point with F1, yeah. Um, especially with teammates. So I never really asked for help, or as, as early as I should have done. Um, my physio, who was one of my best buddies, a guy called Mikey Muscles, mm. wasn't his real name. <laughs> um, he, uh, he used to quite massage. a small guy, was he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we uh, he used to massage me before the race, or, and then we do reaction work. And he basically, he was my girlfriend. Yeah. At the time, he was with me the whole time. I spent more time with him than I did my partner at the time. <laughs> you know, I'd go everywhere with him. And if he you switched exactly. teams, did he come with you? Yeah, yeah, always travel with me. So. Oh, wow. Because you switched teams quite a lot. So I did. That's so. the interesting dynamic of switching yeah. teams. Do you take the... Because it's hard already. You've yeah, got to enter into a new group yeah. of people, you know. Yeah. It's taking like a physio and taking people Definitely. that are close to you so important. Yeah, because he knows you so well. 
and he he could tell when I wasn't in a good place. And you know, he'd be give me a massage and he'd go, JB, talk to me. You know, just just let it all out. And uh, he wouldn't have to say much, but it was it was awesome just at that moment to to get my feelings out and to understand there was someone there to to you know listen to me. I didn't want to speak to other people because, as I said, it felt like a weakness. But he was always there for me. Which hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Which meant a lot. So, yeah, I think everyone needs that. Orlando Norris has mentioned it before. Last year, he mentioned that he had some mental health issues and yeah. was afraid to talk out, speak out. But he did, which is great. I think that immediately gives you strength speaking yeah. out. Um, so it's it's really important. And I think most sportsmen have someone there to help them mentally through what they're going through because it's such high pressure mm-hmm. yeah. you know i don't need someone that's been a racing driver to help me through it because i know what i'm doing in that area it's the mental side of it um that i i definitely needed help and i felt so much better as soon as as soon as i got that so yeah i think anyone at this at the top of their game fighting for wins there's there's a lot of pressure there so you you, you do need help from people and shouldn't be afraid to ask mm. yeah there's a lot of pressure on well hamilton right now we Started watching last season and our first race was Brazil. So we've just watched a Hamilton masterclass and we were like, oh my God, this guy is ridiculous. He's like, who have I got sat in front of us? Yeah, that is genuinely very new. Um, But we're going into Silverstone this weekend. From your opinion, do you think this season could turn around for Hamilton? Because we we don't know much, but we know Mercedes are very good at getting a good car out. Yes, they are. They're very good at at adapting to a situation and obviously they're in a bit of a hole. you know, they still got the third best car on the grid. Everyone says it's a disaster, but they're still the third best yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. We, got, we can't forget there's sort of 12, 14 guys that would love to be in that car mm. right mm. now. But um, for Mercedes, yeah, it's it's not been a good year uh, compared to the last seven, eight years. Um, so um, they they the problem is with the regulation change, it's not an easy fix for them because you've got this poor sing with the car. Because the lower you go with the car, the more downforce you get because it's the way the cars are designed. So there's... Um, ground effects the reason for ground effects is because it doesn't affect the dirt it doesn't affect the car behind you so it means the cars can run closer okay so the special thing car runs really close to the ground and that that um creates downforce from underneath the car not from the wings on the car so it means that the car behind can run closer and you can have better <coughs> racing if it's all down to the wings to uh to give you the downforce for the car it produces a lot of dirty air and the car behind can't get close to the car in front. Was that happening last year? Is that why they were having yeah. a bit of an issue last That's year? always been the issue in F1 because mm. <clears throat> you have such big wings on the cars. Um, so, great idea and mo- and some of the teams have got it to work but the problem is for Mercedes they get it low and it starts giving it the porpoising yep. and it's hurting the driver's backs <clears throat> and it's also an inconsistent downforce then. Um, Silverstone is fast corners. Mercedes is good in fast corners and it's very smooth. We've noticed this because we've been absolutely rinsing it on the F1 game. Have you? Yeah, exactly. Exactly the same. Yeah, that's Um, what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think the Mercedes will be competitive. I I really hope it's a six-way fight for the win. I think Mm. it can be. I think it really can be. And, you know, it won't be a consistent season for Mercedes because the rougher circuits will be difficult. 
yeah. but um, some circuits already play into their hands. Well, that's what I've heard recently <laughs> about Red Bull. Kind of their their car is attuned more to like street circuits, and we've had a few of those at the start of this year. So maybe we now we're going to start to see Mercedes come back, and I don't know. Hopefully Ferrari, because I'm a Ferrari fan. Yeah, it's it's a shame for Ferrari. They had such a good car at the start of the year, and they still do have, but reliability has has got them down. So. Mm. You know, I think all teams will take an extra engine this year and they'll get penalised, which is normally 10 places or 20 if they're changing everything. Yep. Um, so every team's going to have that. It's just for I've had it really early in the season. Leclerc just changed his, I believe, the knee for the last race. Yeah, so he started yeah. last, um, finished yeah. fifth, I think. So yeah. that it's just shows you the, the difference in performance of the quick <laughs> yeah. cars and the mid, yeah. mid-pack cars. The same as Lewis last year. You know, he's an exceptional talent, but if you come from last to first there's a reason for it you've got a yeah. really good car mm. it's a it's a team package so uh no i think uh i think it'd be a really really good race this weekend i'm excited for the fight and uh, and also to be there to uh to be involved in it a bit who are you backing this year for the championship you, mm. i mean it's you'd have to say red bull and max because they've been the most consistent um i mean they've still had their issues reliability issues and i think as i said they'll probably take an engine during this year they'll get a 20 place grid penalty um, but Ferrari, Ferrari for me, the bigger issue was it's, it's make, when they make the wrong call on strategy. Oh, like man. Monaco. <clears throat> Absolutely yeah. broke, broke my like, heart. He man. had it in the bag. Yeah. Um, was that an error from what we saw? It looked like they called him in, but then didn't mean to call him in. <coughs> well, they, the problem is in that situation, <clears throat> they, they, there's no point doing something in the middle. You have to either be changing tires early on or not change tyres and go straight to slick tyres because they went from wets to inters to yeah, slicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've either got to jump early when the driver knows it's dry enough for dries or dry enough for inters, but you can't hang around for too long because if someone jumps onto another tyre and it's five seconds a lot quicker, they've got you. Um, and that's that's what happens. So, you know, they they it's like they didn't think on their feet enough. They were like, oh, we're leading. Uh, we don't know. We don't want to lose the win. We haven't yeah, been here yeah, in a while. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's going on? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't an easy... To be fair to them, it is a high-pressure situation. But, um, yeah, those are the sort of things that don't want to happen again because that's what's going to cost them the big yeah, points. Yeah, you've got to feel sorry for Leclerc. He's putting some amazing poles. And he's just been an amazing right driver. Really. Yeah. It's just not gone his way towards the end. Yeah, he's, he's very level-headed. And I think he's only made one mistake this year, and that was um, in Imola. When he hit hit the wall in the chicane. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. When we were there. We were there for that. That was our first Grand Prix. How was it? Yeah. And it was it was amazing to us, kind of how you feel a bit out of the loop. Like when you watch it at home on TV, you can see everything. Yeah, you know, everything that's going on in the track. And we're like, what is going on? There's been a crash. Like, who was it? It's a Ferrari. Who? Which Ferrari driver yeah. was it? Like, yeah. They need to bring something where you've got headphones and you can hear the commentary. Yeah. Because yeah, I agree. When you're at the track, it's amazing atmosphere, but. Most of the time, it's like, oh, after lap 10, it's like, I have no idea what's going do on. Do you have something? Do you have an earpiece which tells you what's going on or anything? Well, I'm, I'm normally, if I'm not commentating in the race, yeah. which, which I have done a few times, and you have all the screens, timing screens, race screens, everything. Mm. Um, if I'm not there, I'm watching on TV anyway. But I have an earpiece in so I can hear the commentary from... from Commentating sports, must yeah. be one of the hardest things to do. How do you watch that and then say it so quick? It's you so much crafty. I'd be watching and trying to take in yeah. a thousand things at once. Yeah, so I, I've commented on three races now, I think. Uh, loved it. And uh, Holland was a good race to commentate on. I commented on Saudi Arabia this year, which is a really good race. I love it. Um, it's so action-packed. Um, and uh, the adrenaline's so high because yeah. you're, you're mm. the closest to the action, really. You feel that you are because you're, you're talking about it and you're trying to tell yeah. the world 
what's going on. Well, you're telling the story of the race for everyone. Exactly. Yeah. They can see the race, but you watch a race and on its own, it's great and all, but when you have the commentary of but, people that are supposed to know what they're talking about, <laughs> it's, uh, it definitely adds to it and it, it makes it that extra bit special. Definitely. 100%. That's what helps them remember it. I completely agree. Yeah. We know you've got a very busy week because it's Silverstone. So thank you very much for chatting to us. We don't want to keep you too long. But I did have one last question. Okay. Do you ever get the urge to just want to jump in those in one of those cars now? Always. Always. Always, but I'll definitely embarrass myself with my head falling off after about three laps. Because <laughs> of the neck. Yeah, yeah. but um, no, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be racing in F1 again. I mean, 23 races is just nuts. Mm. It is, and I've got two kids now. Um, so it, it's not feasible for me, but I would love to drive a Formula One car. I miss driving a Formula One car, yeah. I've driven a lot of things in would my Would you life. not get a chance like on a test track or any just a zip one round for a little bit? Or There's always, it's always a possibility. And I think they wanted to do something at the start of this year with um, a few of the Sky guys driving uh, the current F1 cars. Oh wow! Which would have been nuts, especially if someone put it in the wall. That would be genius. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a few drivers that have done pretty well in Formula One that work for Sky Sports F1. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, Damon Hill, he won a world championship. We Martin met, Brundle, we met Damon. Yeah, Martin didn't win a race, but he was always there or thereabouts. Um, Paul Darista, Anthony Davis, and Karun Chandok. So there's a load of them. So mm. yeah, it, it would be really fun to watch actually. Stick us all in current car, it'd be nuts. It I feel like really, I know who would probably really win. It'd probably really be expensive. Probably be you. Shh. <laughs> 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 which man. car they give me? <laughs> a huss. <laughs> <laughs> They're quick, mate, at the moment. Yeah, they are. Thanks cool. so much for, for joining us, man. It's been a pleasure. Excellent. Enjoy the weekend, guys. And you. You can check out Sky F1 on Sky this weekend. Oh, yeah. Jensen's going to be on TV. See the main man himself. Expert yeah. analyst. F1. Yep. Get it on. Get <laughs> it on. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you guys soon. Later. Well, there you have it. Jake, I can't believe we just done that. I have no idea. <laughs> I can't believe it either. We're listening back to the audio and this is just absolutely ridiculous. A world champion come on Pit Stop Podcast. A world champion. We've done it now. We've officially broken into F1 and there's nothing they can do about it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need more drivers. We're going to need uh, team principals. But we're going to need everyone. We're going to need everyone, okay? This I'm not, is a I'm not resting until we get Lewis Hamilton. No, we need Lewis Hamilton. Imagine that one day we're just like, our special guest is... And it just switches around. It'll be like a three-hour podcast as well. Oh, I, I'll just want to talk to him forever. Man, I wish we had longer with Jensen. I know, but what a great guy he was. Though. Yeah, top guy. I wasn't sure what to expect going into it, but no, it turns out he's just a, a great human being. So yeah, thanks thanks to Jensen for, for coming on the pod. Yeah, we put some clips on TikTok and they've absolutely exploded. It seems that people love Jensen Button, which yeah. is just the most amazing thing ever because we've done all this content. And I was really happy with the way the podcast went because I thought we asked different questions and had a great like chat going. I definitely want to speak to Jensen again. So Jensen, if you're oh, listening, we would love we would to love sit to down with you again. and talk about all the parties that you've had over the years. Yeah, and <laughs> all we, the details. We could plan some amazing videos too. Yeah, we could do some crazy stuff. There's for a sure. lot of stuff. But yeah, well, Jake, we got Silverstone this weekend. Silverstone, and we have a little bit of news. We do have some news. As if this episode couldn't get more exciting. It's about to get a whole load more exciting. We have some more exciting news for you. Me and Fab are hosting Silverstone's TikTok account for the British Grand Prix. All right. So yes, we will be at Silverstone and we will be there creating content all weekend for the account. 
and it's going to be crazy. We haven't got security, so... Go <laughs> <laughs> on, you've done Jensen Button now. I oh, know, yeah, mate, I'm exec. You better get a security guard ASAP, Uber Fabio. only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you see us at Silverstone, please do come over. Please do say hello. We want to see, meet all of you. Let's take a load of photos. Let's make a load of videos. Yeah, you guys can be in the content with us. And if you want to buy us beers, you're more than welcome yeah. to take us to the bar at any point. Okay, that would be unreal. But yeah, we're going to be at Silverstone. We're so lucky to have the chance of running their TikTok account. That's going to be pretty madness. It'll like, be mega. I we feel like all um, sorts. we always get entrusted with these roles. <laughs> I don't know why people do it. <laughs> I honestly don't know why people trust us to do this shit. But hey-ho, it's going to be good. Yeah, British Grand Prix is such a special one for us. It's our first ever British Grand Prix. And we get to go with the track. And we're making content for them. Well, I mean, we didn't even have tickets. Is we're it just our third so lucky GP? that they've come to us. It'd be our third GP in total, wouldn't it? Yeah, this is our third GP. That's exciting. Mate, it's ridiculous. We can't be at every race. It wouldn't make sense. No. But we've done all right so far. To <laughs> <laughs> so the people listening, you guys are the ones that have made all this happen. So thank you very much for supporting this journey or or what who i don't even know what to call this i don't know what you want to call it an unexpected adventure yeah it is just everything we do is so unexpected as you guys know and that's that's the brand that's what we absolutely love about this who knows what could be next maybe we'll be driving a car around the track on sunday or some shit i feel like you might know something (laughs) (laughs) no i gotta keep it quiet no 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 more hidden surprises but we are not yet Mm, but I, I may be working on something Fab always sends emails and never tells me what he's doing last time he did that I was signed up to an SAS course <laughs> <laughs> no this one's a lot more exciting is it it's, yeah it's fun can't wait yeah no everything's going in the right way we just really got, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast to have an F1 driver on when we started this podcast as you guys know who have been here from the beginning we said we want to get these kind of people on so to be able to do it like already we never really expected that to happen so absolutely yeah and everyone leave your feedback we love it when you guys send us messages and that like we can't reply to all of them because we get like we actually get quite a lot of mess yeah, up dms we, but yeah. we do read a lot of them and like those comments just make us want to carry on doing it so yeah just let us know what you think we also definitely want to start doing some podcast episodes with the fans getting you guys involved we'd love to do one like i don't know just with some super fan from some random country or something and just yeah. talk about them. and just more voice notes because they were fun like when we like included the voice notes in the questions and that that was good i'd say like the main thing for all of our listeners is just make sure you're following at pit stop on instagram because all the mad important stuff that needs to be said or your guys opinions always goes on the pit stop instagram yeah tiktok is just like cut down clips if you want to watch like behind the scenes and the videos of all this stuff but instagram is where we announce all the big stuff so. instagram's our hub yeah and you can follow our personals if you want so we can get our numbers up yeah yeah, Good yeah, little shout out. yeah make sure you follow jensen button as well he's only got 1.4 million followers so yeah. you need to get him up a little bit and everyone message him and say follow the pit stop boys <laughs> god he's gonna hate us <laughs> we got one driver on he's gonna hate. i hope we see him this weekend i think i feel like he liked us do you reckon i feel like he did i don't feel like it was it was forced i felt like it was genuine i just wish we had longer because it was getting so good like we started having such a good chat i had so many questions ready to ask but yeah. i'm grateful for the time we had we it, had it was it. so worth it but yeah we're gonna be at silverstone this weekend let us give you our predictions for the british grand prix yeah let's do it do you want to go do you start this one off okay in third place i think we're gonna have charles leclerc in third yeah okay in second place, I think we're going to have George Russell. Okay. And in first place... No, don't do it. Don't do it. 
Lewis Hamilton. Wow. Lewis Hamilton will win this weekend. Wow. Mercedes are coming back. I love that. Yeah. Big up the Mercedes. I love that. That's what I'm behind this weekend. I get that. I want Lewis Hamilton. You don't think Verstappen's going to come in and fuck shit up a little bit? Lewis Hamilton's going to send him off a track into the tyres again. Yeah. I don't even know what happened last year, but I think that happened. All right. I'm going Leclerc third. Ooh, copy Sorry. Me. No, that's wrong. Why? Uh, so I didn't mean to do that. Oh, was he meant to be first? No, I meant to do Perez third. Oh, yeah. Easy mistake. Yeah. Verstappen second. No, sorry. I've fucked this up. I've completely fucked this up. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm trying Keep to... Trying. I'm, I've got like it's four... It's been a long day. We've... I've got four drivers I'm trying to work into yeah. my top three. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot's happened today, mate. We've had mate, a big day. My mind is, is completely boggled. Right, I've got Lewis Hamilton in third. Yeah. Is that what you did? No, you did no, Leclerc. No, I did Leclerc. Lewis Hamilton in third. Verstappen second, Leclerc first. Okay. That's what I meant to do. Love it. Bold predictions. Send us your predictions. This is a good way. Follow our Instagram at Pitstop and DM us your predictions. We try and read as many as we can, but then you've sent them. And if they come right, then you predicted it. Then there you go. Then you, there you go. Your you've magic. Done you've done it. Yeah, you've done it. If you've you want to watch it. more of these long form videos on our YouTube, Pit Stop, Jake and Fab, give it a search. Yeah, Jensen's on, going up on there. Yeah, he's going up on there. We're nearly on 4,000 subs. So if all 8 million of you listening go and subscribe, then we'll have 8 million and 4,000 subs. Yeah. So all of you go and subscribe. What's that like? 8.000. Zero, zero, zero. Zero, 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 four. Yeah, zero, zero. Four. Yeah. So yeah, all 8 million of you go and subscribe to YouTube. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I guess that brings us to the end of our favourite episode we've ever done. So thank you very much for being here. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Rate it five stars. And I guess we'll see you guys at the British Grand Prix. Yeah, and don't jump off a moving bus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I I'm going to start. I'm gonna How s- overtired are you? No, I'm going to start giving out free facts at the end of our podcast because I feel like people could do with it. <laughs> well, you should never jump off a moving bus. There you go. Wow, you're a man of wise words. Silverstone Grand Prix, we are coming for you. Jensen Button, thank you very much. Sky Sports F1, you guys are legends. We will see you guys on Monday. Jensen Button, yeah! yeah! We Woo! are the champions, champions my friend. Spirit Studios.